0: Good morning, church family. My name is Bill Payne and not Pastor Daniel Escalante. Uh, This morning or begin last night, there was an emergency and so pastor is not able to be here with you. And so we woke up to a text asking for someone to take the message today. And so um I waited for a while to see if any other guys will <laughs> will say here I am, send me. <laughs> uh but then it it came uh to me and so praise God that we're able to uh to do this. As I when I pastored, I always asked my elders to keep a sermon in your back pocket. You never know when the Lord will call upon you to, to use that message. And so um, now I get to be, I'm serving as an elder here and um, get to be called upon. And so we're, we're glad to serve. We're, we're thankful. As a church, we we are um, some some of us are busy doing different things, and I'm thankful for each and every one of us. Our today at two o'clock, our uh, young professional Sabbath School class, we're going to the nursing home at two o'clock, and um, we do this once a month. And anyone who wants to come along with us we go over there and we sing and we um, give a a short message and we just spend a little bit of time with the residents there they are yearning for people to come and just share some time with them and so if you're able please uh, please come uh, with us at two o'clock and we did bring a little bit of um, food to share so if you want to go and you didn't bring something to eat don't worry, we we'll just pray over it and the Lord will multiply it, right? He always does that for us. Uh, Ju- Julia, thank you for that. And uh, of course, uh, the piano um, accompaniment, accompaniment, that was beautiful. We're just so grateful and blessed. Do we know that Jesus looked? beyond all of our 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 um you know all, all of the troubles that we are all of the faults that we have and he sees our need do you know that do we really know that that's the kind of god that we serve that's the kind of god that loves us and cares about us uh, i want to thank rebbe for the um for the scripture reading and um if you have your bibles we're going to we're going to we're going to go into the word and I, I hopefully you have something to write with and underline some things because we're going to look at this this um section of scripture um, where we will see Moses' call to 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 ministry really his commissioning and we're going to look at chapter 3 and 4 of exodus and so we'll do some some work there and so before i jump into that uh why don't you bow your heads with me for a word of prayer dear god you're such an awesome god who looks beyond our faults and you see our needs and we're reminded of that moment by moment we know that our church has been struck with many trials. There has been death and uh, in our church family deaths in our church family. Um, people who are dear to all of us have gone to sleep. We know that there are other others who are facing cancer and other diseases. Lord, draw near to your people this morning, and I pray that a word of comfort may come to each of us. I pray that as we go into the preach word, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So we look at our scripture text here in uh, Exodus chapter 3. Jump down to verse 10. Where the Lord is speaking, he says, Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. I have entitled my message The Making of a Leader. The Making of a Leader. Senator uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, he says, it's the price of leadership to do the thing you believe has to be done at the time it must be done. We know that leaders are not born they are they are developed the leaders it's, it's not something that just naturally happens it's something that over time we hone our skills towards leadership but the mom in the home is a leader dad in the home is a leader your work you where you work you are leading you're influencing even though you don't know you are influencing here we see the, the 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 job of Moses as you know Moses had uh done some things in his life that he was not very proud of he had to he had to run but now he comes to a place where he's taken care of Jethro's sheep. He is living in a land that he did not grow up, but he's now spent some forty years there. He has he now has a family there, uh, a wife and two sons, and uh, as he's taking care of the sheep, he he would see in the distance on the mountainside that this bush would be burning. And as this bush is being burning, it, 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 it's, it's, the smoke is there, the flame is there, but this bush was not being consumed. This He got curious about this and one day he decided that, you know what? I'm going to go over there and check this out. His curiosity got the best of him and as he began to, to go over there, as he approached a voice says, Moses, Moses, take off your shoe from off your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Wow. Can you imagine having an experience like that? That when we come into the presence of God, that we'll, we'll sense God there and sense him speaking to us. And then the Lord would, would continue to tell him in verse 8, Moses, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egypt. God had heard the cry of his people. Do you know that every prayer and every tear that you shed, that God knows it? That every experience that you're going through, everything that nags you at night, that which keeps you up night after night, the things that you are going through, your anxieties that God cares about, all those things. That God doesn't sleep when you are asleep. God is working. And so God says he has heard the afflictions of his children down there in Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. And the afflictions are the troubles that God's people go through. We who are going through tough times and challenging times and and may feel that things are not going the way we would want them to go. God is not silent. God cares. He hears you as you cry out to him. So God had that that dialogue with Moses. and, And now God says, I am come down. Please take note of that. In verse uh, verse 8, God says, I am come down. Who's come down? God is. But God is saying, I need a man. And who is this man going to be? It's you, Moses. So verse, verse, verse 10, come now, therefore, and I will send thee. Here in verse 5, God says, take off your shoes because where you're standing is holy ground in verse 10 he says now put on your shoe huh? it doesn't quite say that there but he says come now and I will send you he's not sending him barefoot and without preparation he is sending him He said put on your shoes and go and right there Moses now become begins to come up with all kinds of excuses why he should not be the one. Have you ever been called or asked to do something and you said, "Nah, not me. Hmm? You've been asked to do something and you, you begin to look back. Look at verse verse 10. And Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Right there Moses began to have an identity crisis. He begins to look at his life and he says, I I killed a man. How how can I go back into Egypt? I had killed a man down there. I ran. When I get down there, the facial recognition system is going to see my face. And you know how those algorithms work. They're going to see that although it's 40 years later that I have aged, but they're still going to know that it's me when I go through those those doors going into Egypt. They're still going to find me. Oftentimes we look back at our lives and we said, Oh, I did this and I did that. I I sinned here and I did this thing and I'm not worthy. I can't do this. And you're right. You can't do this. Moses forget to see that it's God who says I am come down. To deliver the children of Israel. Look at verse 12. And he said certainly. This is God saying this now. And God says certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token or a sign. The word token there in the King James. is means a sign unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the the people out of Egypt. Ye shall serve God upon this mountain. God is saying that the place where you start out, I'm going to bring you right back to this place. And that will be a sign in your life. But Moses began to have an identity crisis. And whether we're young or middle aged or old, we have these identity crisis crises in our lives. We come up with all kinds of excuses and reasons why we can't do what God is asking us to do. We feel that I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too, uh, I'm too this, I'm too that. You know, we, we come up with all kinds of reasons. And God is saying, your identity is not in yourself, your identity is in me. Yeah. We were bought with a price, amen? This is the blood of Jesus Christ. And our identity, when Jesus' robe of righteousness covers us, our identity is now in Jesus not in ourselves and so our comparison is uh, we, we keep on comparing ourselves even among ourselves and we we look at what we can do and cannot do when we should know that my strength comes from the lord my wisdom comes from the lord everything that i have comes from whom comes from the lord so moses had an identity Crisis. Look at verse 13. The Lord says, I'm going to be with you, but that seems to not have been enough. Verse 13, and Moses said unto God, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto them? Here Moses now he has a stability crisis. It, it, the stability he's looking for is, I want to know that when I go down there and, and, and when I talk to them, that they're truly going to believe me. That there is something that about my ministry, that there's something about my, my, my life that they're going to know. We often want that stability in our lives, don't we? When I was, when I think back when I was, getting into ministry some 30 years ago now. Wow. I wanted to know that when I preach, nobody can pull the rug from under my feet. That I stand on the word of God. huh? That I stand, I'm standing on solid ground. And when we are solid about what it is that we believe and what it is that we, we're teaching, then we know that we can go with confidence. That no one can push you off where you stand. That you're not going to go with every wind of doctrine. But you stand on the word of God. You stand on Christ who is the solid rock. Amen. And so here Moses not only had an identity crisis. But now he's, he's, he's questioning the stability of his own ministry. That God, is going, God has commissioned him to do. But here... God answers him in verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he saith, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. What? I am? What in the world is that? Just call you I am? You see, in the original, this is a verb of being. And what it actually translates to be is, I will be what I will be. God was trying to communicate to Moses, Moses, whatever you're going to go through, whatever questions or doubts that may come from other people when they they try to knock you off your feet, the great I am is right there with you and for you. God is saying, I will be what I will be. I will be a pillar of fire, by night to keep you warm in the desert. And I will be a pillar of cloud by day to keep you cool in the hot sun, uh, in the hot desert. I will be your, I, I will take care of your clothes. I will provide manner for you. I'll provide water for you. Whatever it is that you will need, Moses, I will provide that. And God is trying to say to us when we accept leadership role. When we're going through times when, we, when we're thinking that I can't do this. Last night we were talking at our prayer time here at church. We are talking about some of the things that, um, uh, that's you know, kind of bothering us. And, and the things that, well, what's, what's heavy on your heart right now? And a couple of us talked about inadequacy. You know, how, how sometimes we just don't feel like we have it all together. And what is it that God is calling us to do? And we feel like we have to have it all together. Friends, um, just yesterday was the first day of my new position at the Voice of Prophecy. I am the, um, the director for the Voice of Prophecy Bible School. The Bible School, which is national and international. International. And so to carry such a, an awesome load and awesome experience, it's going to take a lot. And I need your prayers. But, but sometimes we feel, wow, you know, I'm, I'm taking the place of someone who's been in this position for 25 years. And, oh, it's a well-oiled machine and all the different pieces are in place. But all of that didn't just happen. Now, what is God is going to do through me to take that to the next level? and so it is daunting and sometimes when we look at the responsibilities ahead of us how will we accomplish that and so in our own minds we're trying to we're trying to to push god down into the box that we have but god is vast is he not God is huge. God is the the great creator of this universe. And there are possibilities beyond our thinking that he wants to lead us into. And so when when Moses looked, Moses began to think about, well, man, I'm going to be questioned. This didn't happen yet. He didn't go down to Egypt yet. But yet, he's thinking about all the obstacles, all the things that he's going to face when he gets down there, and that's how our human minds work. It is said that the majority of things that we imagine and think is going to happen, never happens. Something like 80 to 90% of it, it never happens. But we are continually, we're we're, we're kind of pessimists, aren't we, sometimes? We're always thinking the worst. But God wants us to be possibility thinkers. Huh? How can we take our ministry to the next level? How can I take, how can we move things forward in such a way that it, it, it we're, we're God is blessing and, and we're glorifying his name? So Moses now, he has a stability problem. And God says, uh, said unto Moses, I am that I am. Meaning I will be whatever you want me to be. I will provide that for you. I will help you on that exam that you need to take. I will help you on that job promotion and give you the skill set that you need to take care of that. I will help you on that dissertation that you're working on. I will help you um, in, in the relationships that you have in the home, on the job, and in different places. God is saying, I will be there for you. Has God been there for you? Then he's promised that he will continue to be there for you. Do you believe that? Amen, amen. And so he, God goes on, he says, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob appeared unto me saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And so here God is telling Moses, uh, you've, you have not been in Egypt for the past uh, 40 years. You may have read um, USA Today, you have read Wall Street Journal, you've read all these things about what's going on, but I want you to have a, a close relationship here. I am telling you from God's mouth, I'm telling you what's been going on and that God loves these people, God cares about them, and he's sending you now to go and deliver them. Sounds great. But then Moses just didn't stop there, did he? Jump down to chapter 4. Look at chapter 4. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. <laughs> wow. Moses is saying right here, my friends, he's saying that I have no credibility. Hmm? So first, it was identity crisis. Then he have a stability issue. Now he has a credibility issue. And friends, when we have a credibility issue, often it's because we have not had an experience. So what God does now is that God gives Moses an experience. Two experiences, actually. Experiences of faith. Look at verse 2 of chapter 4. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses fled from before it. Verse 4. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand again look at this experience this friends is an experience again of faith what do you have in your hand use it. it says throw it down he throws it down it turned into a snake moses is afraid he runs but god said come on back you need to have an experience pick it up by the tail you don't pick up the you don't pick up a snake by the tail right it'll spin around and and strike you but God says pick it up by the tail and it became a rod in his in his hand again sometimes we need to go through these experiences of faith here uh, uh, I have a a little poem written by someone that it's unknown it says doubt sees the obstacles faith sees the way doubt sees the darkest night faith sees the day doubt dreads to take a step faith soars on high doubt questions who believes faith answers i do we have faith today to 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 be like moses and step out on faith there are positions in this church that need someone to fill those positions and maybe you have been asked but you said I don't have the time. I don't have the skill set. I don't have the expertise. I just don't want to do it. I've been doing stuff for all these years. Now I need to rest. Well, is that really from God? Is God saying rest? Well, if he is, then fine. You know, Uh, who am I? Who are we to to doubt that? But if God is calling you um, for something, then remember, it's not necessarily all of your, smarts and skill sets and, and and all this the busiest people are the ones that are constantly being even more busy isn't that right because here it is 20% of the people do 80% of the work in the church and and, and God is calling us to have an experience everything that we do is a faith venture is it not It's faith. We step out into faith. And and so here, Moses, he has a credibility issue. And God gives him an experience. Then God didn't just stop there. God says, I'm going to give you another experience. If one experience didn't work, then the other one will. Look at verse 5 of chapter um, chapter 4. God says that they may believe that... The Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob hath appeared unto you. And then verse 6, and the Lord said furthermore unto him, put forth thine hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, it was what? leprous as snow and he said put thine hand into thy bosom again and he put his hand into his bosom again and plucked it out and his out of his bosom and behold it was turned again as his other hand and it shall come to pass if they will not believe thee neither hearken unto the voice of the first sign that they will believe the voice of the latter sign God is giving Moses experience after experience so that he will have his credibility. And God at times needs to take us through some experiences. If you say you want to have more patience, guess what God does? He puts you in situations where your patience is tried. Huh? Where you're tested. But God doesn't test you so that you fail. He tests you so that you will come forth shining as pure gold. Satan tempts you so that you will fail. God tests you so that you will shine. And so when you take on this faith venture that God is wanting to take us on, as we take on leadership roles and do the things that God wants us to do, we get down on our knees and we pray and ask God, God, what is it that you would want me to do in this position that you have placed me in? And we have to be willing to say, like Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, Here I am, Lord, send me. Isaiah didn't fight God as much as Moses has, or Moses did. But what mighty leaders those two guys were. Hmm? To lead millions of people now you'd think that after that experience moses would say all right god i'm ready to go man you know you 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 said you've given me an experience you have showed me that you're with me um, you said you're going to you you you're going to be there for me every step of the way moses just didn't stop there did he look at verse 10 chapter 4 verse 10 and moses said unto the Lord O oh, my Lord I am not eloquent neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue <laughs> Moses is given the excuse that you know what I've been away from there for 40 years I no longer speak the language therefore I can't go and here he now begins to question his his you know I, I call it inabilities. These inabilities sometimes we 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 come up with well you know I don't speak English really well or I don't speak this language really well or or well I didn't go to school and so I'm not able to do this and that and and here he is now coming up with these well God I you know. Well, if you can't speak then what, 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 that, I guess that's it. That's it. Right. And here God just, just, uh, just, just, just almost maybe to the point of anger now. Right. Cause when you go in excuses after excuses, have you been in a situation like that? When people just keep on giving you excuses upon excuses, why they can't do something or won't do something. God says here in verse 11, And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or the deaf, or the seen, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go. He's commissioned him over and over and over, saying to go. But his excuses keeps on building. Uh, Now go, and I will be with thy mouth, and teach thee what thou shalt say. And Moses come back and says, Oh my Lord, send I pray thee by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. So send somebody else. Send somebody else. And then God had already provided that someone to accompany him, which would be his, his brother. His brother. Friends of mine, there are times when we are called But in our calling, we come up with reasons why perhaps God has made a mistake in calling you. Friends, the Lord has not made a mistake. Listen listen to this from Patriarchs and uh, Prophet, page 254. These excuses at first proceeded from humility And uh, uh, and, uh, diffidence, but after the Lord had promised to remove all difficulties and to give him final success, then any further shrinking back and complaining of his unfitness showed distrust of God. It implied a fear that God was unable to qualify him for the great work To which he had called him or that he had made a mistake in selecting the man. Does God make mistakes? No, he doesn't. And so as a church family. We know that. In order for the church to to move forward. There are certain things that we have been called to do. We have not been called to be pew warmers. Christianity is not a spectator sport. It's something that we get involved in. Football, baseball, basketball, all the different balls. Those are, those are, those are spectator sports. But when it comes to our calling as Christians, friends, these, these, these chairs should be filled. Hmm? What do we do as a church? Ellen White says the Sabbath school should be one of the greatest instrumentalities in bringing souls to Christ. Can we invite a few folks to our Sabbath school classes? Can we ourselves come on time to our Sabbath school? Can we come and and? participate and be a part of and share our experience and what god has given us god has given each and every one of us rich experience and that experience is to be shared it's not just for you to have it in your mind no we are to be witnesses amen god is calling us listen to this a man will gain power and efficiency as he accepts the responsibilities that God places upon him and with his whole soul seeks to qualify himself to bear them aright. However humble his position or limited, limited his ability, that man will attain true greatness who trusting to divine strength seeks to perform his work with fidelity. Had Moses relied upon his own strength and wisdom and eagerly accepted the great uh, charge, he would have evinced his entire unfitness for such a work. The fact that a man feels his weakness is at least some evidence that that he realized the magnitude of the work appointed him and that he will make God his counselor and his strength. What's that saying? No matter how smart you are, no matter how how these abilities that you might have, you feel like, I can do it. That that pridefulness is not where it's at. But with humility, we bring our office and our skill set, we bring it to God and say, God, help me. Whether it's in the workplace, in the church, in the home, wherever you are. Bring that together. Get down on our knees and talk to God about where he has brought you, the skill set that he has given you, and how you can use it to glorify him. Amen? I pray, friends, that as we move forward, that like Moses, who eventually gave in, that we too will give in. Perhaps you've given your your excuses why you can, cannot do something. But what if we were to change our attitude to have a can-do attitude? Amen. Knowing that we're living in these last days, we're living in a time where you just may be called upon to do something that you've never done before. And you have the confidence that God will bless your semen inabilities. He will bless your identity, that you'll see your identity in Him. He you will bless your stability, that you see that, that God is, He's saying He's right there with you, and He will bless your credibility. He has already given you an experience. And all that he has given you. Is to be used for him. Friends. I'm just going to do a a, a short call. My call is this. If God has been calling you. And you have resisted. Today. You will say. Like. Like. Moses, as well as like Isaiah, Lord, I'm willing. I can't figure it all out, but I'm willing. Use me. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. That's between you and your God right now. Friends, there are some positions in our church that needs to be filled We need more people. Stand up saying. All right. Lord use me. Here I am Lord. Use me. But I'll do a collective call. That as a people. Maybe. You are already super busy. In the church. Praise God for you. And that some of you want to. Try some more things. I'm going to ask you. If you're willing, those of you just want to rededicate your service to God. You're already serving. You want to rededicate that to God. And then you want to say, Lord, well, use me. I'm going to make a stand for you. If you're in those two categories, you've already been working hard for God. I want you to just stand in rededication. And if you are saying, Lord, I don't know what's... I I don't really can't figure it out. If you call me, I just want to say I'm available. Then you are in that second category. Just stand for the Lord. Praise God for all those who are standing. Let's pray together. Father, your people have stood saying... We're working for you, dear God. And if you see fit that I should work in a different position or however, I just want to make myself available. And Lord, there are those who have stood saying, well, I just want to be available. If you call upon me, maybe I'll go find my way to volunteer in some area. I just want to be available to you, dear God. I pray that you'll bless those in that category as well. Lord, every person that has stood saying, I have identity in you. I have my stability because you're right there by my side. I have credibility because you have given me an experience. And my inabilities, I surrender it all to you. Lord, bless us. Help us to make ourselves available and knowing that you will use us to your glory. Continue to bless our church, bless our pastor and his family, bless our elders and their families, bless every officer of this church, dear God, and all their families, and every visitor, every friends of ours who come and spend time with us. May they know how much we love them and care about them and want to see all of us to be ready so that when Jesus comes, we will all be able to go to our heavenly home. Thank you for your love and your grace. We ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated.